What is up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. I know it's been a while since I've been on uh, uh, on the air here, I guess you could say. Um, I've had a, a lot of problems here in the past uh, past couple weeks. So first of all, uh, my whole family basically got sick, including little Beckett. He, uh, he's uh, seven months old. Well, actually, he's eight months old today. Um, he uh, had his first fever, and, you know, so that... Uh, that made this uh, nearly 40-year-old daddy uh, panic for him. Um, but uh, and shortly thereafter, I mean, you know, keep them close and trying to make sure everything's okay for him. And, you know, of course, he's, like, sneezing in my face and stuff. I'm like, that's okay. I'll take the sickness for you. I really wish that's kind of how it worked. I wish that we could take our uh, the sickness away from our kids and, and uh, you know, be sick for them. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. The way it really does work is if your kid's sick, you get sick too. So, um, <laughs> we've had a lot of challenges over the past uh, past couple weeks going up and down in health. Even now, I'm just not feeling all that great. But on top of that, we, uh, we changed the sleeping arrangement of uh, Beckett, and so he was not having it at all. So the problem is, is, you know, mom and dad are, are trying to get their sleep and they're sick and everything, but unfortunately baby does not want mom and dad to get sleep. So um, that has been ultra challenging as well. So that's kind of where I've been. Um, I've been thinking about this uh, podcast for a while and I figured, yeah, I just uh, dropped off Atticus uh, off at church for his little Wednesday night youth group. Figured I'll go ahead and uh, say a few words here and give you an update of uh, what I've been doing. I'm sure if you follow me on social media, Facebook and Twitter and all that, you've seen me Posts just like normal because um, it takes no effort whatsoever to do stuff like that. You know, just to share pictures and everything, and you know, talk about some cards I have for sale. And uh, by the way, I uh, actually was telling everybody I think the last podcast that I was selling a bunch of uh, vintage cards um, that I really didn't really have a whole lot of love for, or maybe I did, but they were kind of uh, duplicated in in many ways. And so, uh, you know, things as far as selling goes is really good. It's interesting how 2020 is actually uh, shaping up because I've literally only bought one baseball card so far. And it's been like, you know, half of a month, uh, which is, you know, wildly different from years uh, past. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, but I have sold a lot. Like, I've sold a lot. And, uh, you know, I actually sold a... a uh, PSA graded lot of like 18 key rookies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s even, and uh, yeah, just uh, it's one of those things where I bought them to be more more kind of like an investment, but they're just sitting there, you know, they're sitting at the top of my shelf not doing anything. So I got rid of those, and yeah, I've moved some vintage stuff. Um, if you want to see what else I have for sale, you can go to TamManBaseballFan.com. I think there's a uh, link at the top that I put that, like cards for sale or vintage cards for sale. I've got some like killer cards, guys. So check them out. Let me know what you think. Um, a couple might be pending soon because I've got a lot of people biting and saying, oh, man, this is incredible. I'm trying to scrape some uh, cash together to, to grab some particularly. I've got a couple uh, Wagners. I've got a Mantle. Um got a uh, Ty Cobb and you know just a lot of really great stuff but anyway so uh, the the topic of this uh, of this podcast is uh, is going to be talking a little bit about rainbows 
And, uh, you know, my buddy Anthony, uh, the uh, Gary Carter super collector, he actually wrote an article for uh, Beckett and it got published and he uh, got a little space on the front cover as well. I think the article name was Chasing the Rainbow. So I'm going to kind of steal that from him for this uh, for his podcast. And so, guys, they're like, I don't know what it is. Like, rainbows, are, they're like almost kind of a, a fairly new phenomenon um, to be more commonplace in the hobby at the very least. So, uh, you know, I'll give you kind of a little bit of a, a rundown of what a rainbow, uh, so to speak, is. So, uh, whenever you have a rainbow, it's basically one card with several parallels that are basically just different colors. So, you might have like a base, um, you know, a 2019 Tops card. Well, uh, Tops will also do a red and a blue and a black and a gold and an X-Fractor and a, a Super Fractor and all that. So, and the four printing plates. And yeah, so you probably know what rainbows are, but just in case you don't, that's kind of a quick rundown. Um, people are split down the middle on the subject of rainbows. Some people think that it's just a cash grab by the card companies. Other collectors just absolutely love them. They, they love seeing different variations of the same card and like displaying them in, uh, in cases or frames or pages or just in a pile and they can actually kind of flip through them one at a time. Um, I can kind of see where um, uh, both camps sit on this subject. Um, I do think it's kind of crazy. I'm sorry, guys, for any noise that my phone makes because uh, of emails or texts or whatever, eBay through this. Um, I'm driving here, so don't have much time to mess with it. But um, anyway, so, you know, I can kind of see where people are are, uh, are getting tired of it because it's just there's, there's so many of the same one. And it's kind of frustrating for some people if you have like a one of one. And, uh, you know, come to find out there's like almost literally the same card, uh, in so many different flavors. On the other hand, I gotta say it is fun to have like a refractor, a pretty base refractor, um, in the silver and the red and the gold and the green and the pink and the blue and the super and the atomic, all that stuff. Like, I think it's really cool. Um, you know, so I don't know. The problem is, is every now and then, like certain rainbows uh, will have cards that aren't really all that nice or appealing. Um, and uh, so I'll kind of give you, a, you know, a, a few things that are kind of drawbacks of rainbows here. Um, so this is one of them. Actually, has to do with a uh, an interaction I have with somebody on Twitter. So um, I'm actually selling my uh, partial rainbow of 2019 Prism Frank Thomas. Um, I've got 16 cards, uh, and by the way, 2019 Prism, y'all, like, probably one of my favorite rainbow rainbows ever that don't have any, you know, memorabilia pieces or autographs, at least, at the very least. Um, they use all kinds of different technologies. They use, like, the, the Mojo Fractor Prism, the regular Fractor. They use, um, uh, like, the Kaleidoscope. I mean, there's just, like, so, so, so many different... Uh, technologies that they use in this one single rainbow. I just think it's fantastic. Uh, there's like 27 different refractor styles, including the base, uh, uh, which makes like number 28 or something. So I personally am not going to care about the base because it's not a pretty card. I don't care about it. 
but I think 27 is fantastic because uh, it is exactly three pages uh, worth of cards and uh, just a nice even number if you want to display them or you know whatever you want to do. So for me, like it's perfection. I mean, I, you know, there's some things that I wish they would have added in. Um, but I mean, for crying out loud, we're talking 27 cards here. How can you make something better by adding more cards when it's probably the biggest uh, rainbow ever anyway? And I don't know that, by the way. So I'm not sure truly if that is, um, you know, the case, if it is the biggest rainbow ever. Um, but uh, I remember talking to people about the uh, Frank Thomas rainbow that I'm selling, 16 cards. Um, the reason why I'm selling it is because I'm going after the Albert Pujols one. I just figure I'm going to abandon the Thomas one. I don't really need to work on two of the two rainbows in the same set anyway. So um, I mentioned that on Twitter, and one guy goes, "Oh yeah, I'm going after the Pujols rainbow too." I'm like, "Oh okay, cool." And then he goes, "Wait, do you have the one of one?" I go, "Uh yeah, I sure do." He's like, "Oh man, well there goes my." chances for you know completing the rainbow and I felt really bad about that like I hate uh, hearing that I've got something that somebody's like just been dying to get or whatever um, when, especially when there's only like one of them you know so um, it was kind of unfortunate to hear that and you know I, I tried to console them a little bit not that's you know life altering or anything like that but I don't like any I don't like doing or having anything that makes anybody feel bad at all so um, you know, the thing I told him is like, you know, hey, look, you know, we've got a massive rainbow. You don't really need to have the one of one. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You don't really need to have the one of one to have like a really impressive killer, uh, you know, rainbow. And yeah, it's not like technically a complete rainbow without the one of one. I get it. Um, but, you know, that's part of what I want to bring up in this podcast here is, um, you know, we try to go... It seems to be almost like human nature to go for like a uh, um, a complete rainbow as set out by the uh, the card companies. I get it. I completely understand. It's far more appealing to do that than anything else, right? So um, I've been trying really hard though to uh, think of this a completely different way and to make my own rainbows something that doesn't require me to get one of ones or any of the others other cards I just don't like the looks of them you know and uh, it's easy to do that if you can really kind of take your step uh, take yourself outside of the I've got to have everyone that they produced mindset you know now I know it's like uh, easier said than done <clears throat> But, you know, certainly it's doable. Uh, and uh, I'll give you kind of an example. Like, I don't really go after rainbows anymore. Like, I've got the 2019 Prism Pujols rainbow. I'm doing mainly just because I like the 2019 Prisms. Um, I've also got the uh, 2013 Tops uh, Albert Pujols uh, Chrome Prism rainbow. So, you know, I'll give you a, kind of a little bit of a, an example of what I'm doing with that. So, uh, there are some cards in that rainbow that I love and others that I just don't. I don't like the base or the base red, base blue. I like the chrome refractor ones. I don't even really like the chrome one itself. So um, I've decided I'm only going after the refractors um, and, uh, and a couple of them that are not chrome refractors. There's like an emerald version, I think, and then there's also a 
oh, what's it called? Blue Slate, something or other. Really pretty card. Um, so I'm going after the eye-popping ones that I really like most. <clears throat> One that I'm not going after, well, I mean, I am if it pops up, <laughs> is the pink one that's out of five and the Atomic Refractor out of 10. The Atomic Refractor out of 10, I think I'll get at some point. The pink out of five, I think it's probably long gone. I don't think it'll ever show up. Um, if it does, you know, fantastic. I'd love to get it. But, um, you know, I've got the Super Fractor. I've got all the others. It's, it's a really impressive run as it is without being like a complete offering of what Topps offered uh, or created. So, um, and another thing just uh, as an example. So aside from those two rainbows, those are really the only two that I'm going after. I do have um, a nice little run of 2017 Leaf Q um, Canseco uh, flashback patches. And uh, that's because they're like, you know, probably the best looking cards that Leaf has ever come out with. And I'm not even saying like, yeah, you know, it's between this and another one. No, like I'm saying like literally to me personally, that set beats out every other Leaf uh, set that I can think of or that I've seen at least by a country mile. Um, and so I have, <clears throat> I think I have all of them because the patches were so amazing. So there's an exception to every rule for sure, you know, so that's mine. The other one that's kind of interesting to me, and uh, it's kind of fun to talk about. This is kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to start talking about this, uh, this particular um, topic is 2019 Flawless. So I ended up getting this one. It's like 2019 Flawless All-Stars, I think is what it's called. Um, the Canseco, I, uh, I was, uh, found the, uh, the Rawling sleeve patch version of it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, man, it's, you know, really cool card. Like I've never had a Rawlings, uh, sleeve patch card ever of Canseco. Like I just never have. So I was really excited to see that. So <clears throat> I, I saw it, um, uh, pulled and I think Anthony, the Gary Carter super collector actually pointed me to that one too. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, uh, I think it was, uh, I, I remember seeing it going, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. I've never seen it before. And, uh, I was like, oh, I wish that they had like a, uh, hollow foil that they, you know, used with the card or whatever, but they used black foil instead. And still really nice looking cards. Just, you know, I'm wondering why they didn't do like a gold hollow foil or a blue hollow foil, whatever. Um, so, Anyways, I, I end up uh, finding the owner of that card, <clears throat> and I actually, you know, half-heartedly looked for him for a day or two, and I didn't really worry about it. And then, like, after I got another card that I thought it might go nicely with, um, I decided to reach out again, like, maybe a week or two later, and he's like, yeah, I've got it, and so... He takes a picture and sends it to me. He's like, I also have this card too. I'm not sure if you're interested. <laughs> so not only did he just have the one of one uh, Rawling sleeve patch Canseco, he also had the uh, out of two button card. And y'all, for those of y'all that don't understand or don't know about like Canseco uh, relic cards, a button card of Canseco is a big deal. Now for the newer guys nowadays, it's not really a big deal. I mean, they wear all kinds of jerseys all the time and you know it's not not really a big thing because you've got like what eight buttons per jersey so if you've got a uh, um a mike trout button card is it a big deal of course it is you bet 
but <clears throat> probably not going to be rare as far as button cards go. Certainly, it'll be significantly rarer than the other cards out there, but um, there's just so many you know jerseys out there of his that have been cut up at this point. So, um, Flawless puts out <laughs> this one-of-one one Rolling Sleeve patch uh, card, uh, and then... The out of two is a button card, which easily, easily could have been like a, a you know, one of one itself. And uh, the out of five, um, and I actually ended up missing this card uh, when it was for sale because I really didn't care about it at the point at that point. But um, uh, before I got these other two, but it's a piece of the elephant's trunk holding the bat, like the very tip of it, like it's a. Uh, the way that the actual patch sleeve patch itself is framed, it's masterfully done, and uh, so I know who uh, who picked it up. So I uh, I reached out and saw you know asked if uh, there'd be any possibility of us doing a deal for it, <clears throat> and uh, come to find out, like another out of five card uh, patch card shows up and uh, of that same set, and I asked him, I said, hey, if I get this, will you trade me yours? And uh, he said, yeah, that's no problem. I'll go ahead and do that. So, uh, and it was like a picture of the piece of the face of the elephant that actually trade for the trunk. Uh, normally I wouldn't do that, but I've got a couple other face, elephant face cards as it is. So I thought, you know, this trunk would be great. So I did a swap there and I go, huh, this is pretty incredible. So with as much as I love the 2017 Leaf Q uh, set, it's got a, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, got super nice big patches it's got one of my favorite cards in ever which is that elephant patch logo um the rest of them are just kind of regular patches but they're you know jaw dropping they're beautiful the flawless one though like i looked at it and I go holy cow there's three of these cards i have the one of one the out of two and the out of five all of these could have easily been <clears throat> a one of one type card given the uh, relic material and so I was still thinking in the back of my head, okay, I don't want to go after any rainbows or anything. I just don't want to get stuck in that kind of mindset. In fact, uh, I've actually intentionally sold off cards that were parts of rainbows so I wouldn't go after them um, and just you know stick with whichever ones I like. Um, but <laughs> then comes up this card that's out of 10. 2019 Flawless, All-Star Patches or whatever it's called, out of 10. And it's got this beautiful gold patch with, um, you know, green and white showing as well. And so, for those of you who have um, been following along, I actually ended up picking up this ridiculous, uh, ridiculous card. Uh, 2019 National Treasures um, Rawlings tag that's off of a, a rookie jersey um, from 1986. Like... And that's a big deal. It's quite possibly the best, um, you know, relic card that has ever been made of Kinseiko. So I was really hyped about it. Um, and uh, anyway, so because of that, I know that this gold jersey patch um, from, or, you know, in this 2019 Flawless card is actually from the rookie jersey again. So, uh, and by the way, for y'all that are going after like 2019 Flawless Kinseiko cards, if you see a gold piece of jersey, it's probably from his rookie jersey. So that's a, that's kind of a fun thing to, to have um, in your collection. It doesn't say it necessarily on the card or whatever, but you know, really cool to think about. So anyways, um, I said, you know, look, it's out of 10 um, and it's a rookie patch. 
and uh, you know, had it not been a rookie, from rookie jersey, I wouldn't have cared. But because it was from rookie jersey, I go, yeah, I'm going to grab that too. So all of a sudden, I have like these four cards, and really any of them, I think I would have been. I think anybody would be happy to have the patch material or relic material as a one of one card. Um, and so I'm thinking, man, I've got a one of one, out of two, out of five, out of ten of the same card. The only thing that's different is the relic pieces and the, you know, serial numbering and the foil color, you know, and, and that's fine. I mean, they're real nice. Um, but there's also a card out of 15. So I look at it, um, and out of 15, it has another rookie patch. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to hold off on that um, because it's just kind of redundant. So that's kind of for me is my way of saying no to rainbows. For now, at least, I might change my mind after I uh, stop recording here. But for now, anyway, I mean, it's not going to happen. But for now, um, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, the one of one, out of two, out of five, out of ten, um, they're so diverse. You know, it's such a nice run together. Um, and yeah, the out of 15 is cool too, but like, because the relic material is so uh, is redundant, I don't want to have it just because it's a different foil color. Um, you know, it doesn't really seem to fit my collection or whatever. But it's uh, that's just basically one of my ways of uh, forcing myself into creating basically my own rainbow and being okay with all of those. Um, which, by the way, another fun uh, side you know side fact on that set, the 2019 Flawless All Stars of Kenseiko is there are exactly 33 cards created ever of those. So it's probably the most impressive set um, of you know relic cards of Kenseiko that's most diverse, that's mo that's small. And I'll kind of give you a, an example of what I'm talking about here. So there are literally only 33 cards. There's 15 of one, 10 of another, five of another, two of another, and then one. So that equals up to 33, which is his, his uh, jersey number, of course, which is really kind of neat also. Um, but when you look at these other um, elaborate patch sets of rainbows that he's had in the past, I'll, I'll look at a couple of them that stand out immediately. 2015 Dynasty. Um, first of all, that set is nuts. It's really cool. It's got elephant patches. It's got Rawlings tags. Um, it's got regular patches. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, like, one of my favorite patches ever, like, uh, 25th anniversary patch. So, it's diverse in its own right, um, which is great. Um, but the thing is, is, number one, it's not, like, a full-color thing. There's, uh, you know, they're all, like, the one ones are all red. The out-of-fives are all green, and the out-of-blues are all ten. Now, on top of that, you have five different poses of each. So there's not just one one of one, there's five one of ones. There's not just five out of fives, there are 25 five out of fives. There's not just uh, you know 10 out of 10s, there's 50 10 out of 10s. So all told, there's about 80 of those 2015 Topps Dynasty Canseco cards out there. Another set that I want to bring uh, your attention to is 2005 Prime Patches. Really impressive set, I love it. Um, it's a great, great set. There are some people that actually have straight up said that set is ugly. <laughs> it's it's a terrible set. Um, you know, and I can kind of see where they're coming from. It's not a whole lot to look at from a design perspective, but I love how they um, how they show all of the uh, 
um, all of the actual patch material and all that. So in those sets, um, you have, for Conseco at least, you can have an elephant patch, um, and they differentiate the different types of patches. If it's a number patch or if it's a letter patch, uh, chest logo patch, nameplate, uh, you know, they've got some buttons on there. They've got, uh, one of them I think has like a Rawlings tag, one of one that I've never seen before. Um, well, I have, but I don't know exactly who has it. Um, there's bat pieces, if I didn't say that already. They differentiate uh, road jerseys, home jerseys, uh, buttonholes. I mean, it's it's an elaborate, elaborate um, uh, run with all kinds of different options. And the thing is, if, if you wanted to, you could even go and uh, you know create your own rainbow that way by having multiples of the same type just because there's so many different types of them out there, um, which is really kind of cool too. So I like the set, but it's huge. Like it's massive. There are some cards that are numbered, if I remember, out of, um, you know, one of ones, of course. Uh, there's some there out of five, out of eight, I think out of 10. And then there's some wonky numbers like out of 94. And I don't know if there's any that are higher. Um, than a hundred there could be but there might not be so uh you know certainly i would say that's probably the most diverse rainbow is that 2005 rainbow i'm sorry 2005 prime patches uh you know set but you know it doesn't really there's no change in the coloring at all it's all very drab which i'm okay with i'm not complaining about that at all great set um, but there, and there's a lot of, like I said, the, the patches, the different types of patches, the bat pieces, um, the buttons, all that, you know, it's, it's very diverse as far as relic offering. Um, but it's not a super limited set. There's, uh, you know, all kinds of them. I don't know, but I would say, I'd venture to say that there might be, uh, two, three, 400 different types of, uh, of cards out there of Kinseiko in that set. And so part of what appeals to me for the 2019 Flawless uh, is is really just kind of how small of a run it is and how hard-hitting and impactful the relic pieces are. So I don't know. I really like that. I actually did a, a picture of it and uh, of the four cards I have and posted on Twitter, uh, I think last week at some point. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. So um, anyways, I guess, you know, kind of my challenge to you today is to look hard at the uh, rainbows that you're putting together and ask yourself if you really, really want to have uh, the entire run of that rainbow that you're going after. Maybe the answer is yes, and that's okay. But if you're kind of begrudgingly going after anything just because you like this one card and you're you know, kind of going after all of them and the rest of them being like uh, you know, a necessary evil, then you know, think about that twice. You know, think about it again. Do you really, really, really want to have, uh, you know, this entire run just because you like a few of them out there? If you don't, it's okay, you know, and, and feel free to abandon ship and, you know, put your funds to something else. You know, it's okay also. In fact, I really like the idea of, you know, venturing outside the lines of completionism and, uh, and just having a, a few cards of each you know, that I really like, um, you know, that's kind of what I've been enjoying recently. So, and, and also really kind of, you know, as a, you know, flying in the face of, uh, of 
you know, conventional collecting wisdom, I guess you could call it for everybody else is going after cards that, um, that people, uh, you know, don't necessarily like, but I do and vice versa not going after cards that people, uh, that other people do love. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of hard to do. I'll, admittedly, there are some cards out there that I think that I like just because they're a popular hot card. Um, which, you know, kind of a fun side story here, which is interesting. I've got a 2011 Topps uh, Update Diamond Anniversary Mike Trout. And uh, somebody actually has a bat barrel, an autographed bat barrel, uh, one of one Conseco. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> man... Uh, I'm actually, uh, he, he offered up in trade and I said no. <laughs> and which is kind of funny because I would have never have done that before. But I just love the trout, you know, and I think it's got good things going for it. I think it's probably the most iconic card that uh, we have in the past, you know, maybe 20 years or so or even more. Um, and it's just beautiful. But who would have thought that I would have not... Uh, uh, who would have thought that I would have turned down a Jose Canseco bat barrel autograph card <laughs> for anybody? <laughs> and uh, and a lot of that is because I already have a bat barrel card of Canseco. I don't need another one. There's another one that's on on eBay right now, and it's it's really cool. But I, I do think I like mine better. And again, I just don't need a second bat barrel. So um, probably should do a podcast on on baseball card redundancy as well. Um, Look, as a super collector, I would have gone after it, and no doubt I probably would have won it because I would have put in stupid money for it, and um, you know would have probably traded the trout for that Conseco barrel plus some money and stuff. But you know nowadays it's just <clears throat> completely different. It's completely different. And it's a much healthier way of collecting now. Um, you know, it's it's not really a um, a mindset of having to get it all, which is probably what prompts me to talk so in depth about rainbows and not having to get everything um you know and look i think it's kind of fun to having a rainbow in your collection as an example of what a rainbow is even um possibly if it's if it's not too you know difficult to do um but the problem is is for today's super collector you know a lot of people are really 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 wanting to go after every rainbow and that's what I had with the Canseco collection. I mean, I just had all kinds of different rainbows. And uh, it's really just not fun. Um, I mean, it is fun, but I do remember whenever going after all those, looking at them going, ah, I've got like the same card like, you know, 10 times uh, and then like 100 times over, it seems like. So, which is okay if you're into that thing, but, you know, I don't know. I just... Uh, I remember looking at like 2015 Top Supreme, I think. I think I had, you know, five, six, seven different autographs of those. And, you know, none were really all that impressive. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm out of that mindset. Um, I'm glad I'm really kind of looking into picking up what I just like. And that's kind of my goal here. Again, going back to what I've been talking about the last couple of weeks as well, just dovetailing into this podcast here is every hobby dollar that I have that's not being put to work to, uh, uh, you know, make purchases to resell and make money later has got to go toward cards. I'm just absolutely in love with, you know, I just, I really want to stick with cards. I really, really enjoy as opposed to, Oh, this is cool. 
or yeah, that's kind of neat. I don't want to have that's kind of neat cards in my collection. Um, at least, well, okay, so let me back that up. I don't want uh, any cards that cost a good amount of money um, in my collection just because, quote unquote, oh, they're kind of neat, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I want all of my um, bigger cards to really mean something, to be impactful, to, uh, to drop my jaw each time I see them. So that's kind of my goal for my collection, and that's kind of really the reason, one of the main reasons, at least, why I'm you know selling those vintage cards um, that uh, that I am. And uh, you know, so far it's been good. It's uh, I've moved a number of them, like I said, and it's been one of those things where you know they're gone. And it's like yeah, I'm actually not missing them. Yeah, you know, if I want to, I could always pick them up later. You know, but. It's, uh, it's not really a big deal. So anyways, I guess that's all I have for you today. Um, I hope this kind of helps you all, um, at the very least, uh, you know, maybe turn some, some wheels in your head to start thinking about what you might do, be doing with your collection differently. Um, if not, that's okay. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, kind of rambling on with, uh, what I like doing with my collection and you know, that's fine too. But Anyways, in any event, uh, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you all have a, a great evening.